How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Lack of consistency, too, has also been trying to find and develop that quarterback. I, I think that's a lot of the things that we've had to deal with, you know, is that if you can get to that point and you, you have your, your guy sooner, then maybe things turn out differently. But, but we never got to that point, and, and that was the hard thing was that, you know, and I know we've been – this franchise has been looking for quite some time, and for the first time, you know, in, in a while – um, I think that that guy might be here. I really do. And, and, and I mean, I just got done looking at a bunch of stuff from, from, you know, from, from the analytics of, of, of football, and um, they're all pointing in the right direction as far as our, the quarterback is. It's Commander's head coach Ron Rivera after he got finished looking at the football analytics stuff and uh, it told him the same how was the quarterback moving forward for the Washington Commanders. I want to take the temperature of the DMV fan base, one 800 636 1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. What does Sam Howe have to do moving forward to firmly entrench himself as this team's franchise quarterback moving forward? That That's what I want to know right now. It feels like when you talk to folks nationally, there's a pretty good feeling that look, this this guy might be it. This guy has shown enough to where it's like, you know what? Maybe Washington is going to move forward with him. We let you hear from Diana Rossini a little bit earlier on in the show. She joined the Sports Junkies uh, this morning right here on The Fan. And there's one cut that I didn't pull off for you guys. She, she talked to a head coach outside of the NFC East. And the quote that he used was, Hell yeah, I think Washington is going to move forward with Sam Howell as their guy. He's shown enough. Now, that could just be a coach being evil and trying to pump up and instill confidence in Sam Howell externally because they really don't believe in him. (laughs) Or it just could be the narrative that's coming out of that building right now. Everyone you talk to, it seems to be a consensus that, you know what? Through eight weeks, I'm a lot closer to him being the guy than not being the guy. Now, mind you, the people in that building have a vested interest in him because they drafted him. So, of course, they're going to do nothing but leak positivity from within. Because they truly feel like Sam is the guy, and they also need Sam to be the guy uh, in terms of their job security and their job status moving forward. So I understand it completely. Once again here, I want to play you this cut from Jason Lockenfora 
Odyssey NFL insider, gave us the national perspective yesterday here on Overtime with, you know, the future of the Washington Commanders. And then he spoke about, you know, what he thinks the team is thinking about their current guy at quarterback, Sam Howe. I think the quarterback has a chance to be there a long time. What he's doing now, under duress, without an offensive line, you know, like, I think he has a chance to, or if he doesn't play there, I think he has a chance to play in this league for a long time. This kid's fighting his heart out. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. It's clear that he's a gamer, and he's going to give mind, body, and soul to try to win football games. Does he going to make mistakes and all that? Yeah. It's not perfect. But I mean, boy, I'd like to see him with a, you know what I mean, with yeah. a real like a real left tackle, you know, right. and an upgrade at center, and you know, like there, it'd be nice to be able to see it with some semblance of a normal, even slightly below average offensive line, let alone this. I mean, I, what what Jason says there, as I think we're all thinking that here locally, right? As well, if he's given us this now behind this offensive line. And with this supporting cast, Next play. what does he do when everything around him is better? But like I said earlier, I think Sam has to earn that. Because I'll continue to say it. Washington, in terms of their outlook, and we'll get into the front office and potential moves that they're going to make there as the show rolls on here tonight. But in terms of like how attractive this job is, you're going to have $90 plus million in cap space. Right, so that already makes you super attractive to the next guy. You're going to have five picks in the first three rounds, three in the top 50. Sam has to earn, though, the right to have those resources be spent on putting pieces around him. Because basically it's going to be like this. Do you want Sam Howell with pieces around him? Or do you want to restart at quarterback with a better prospect potentially? and build from there. Because I think there's an argument to be made for both, right? I keep comparing the situation to San Francisco with Brock Purdy. They were able to pay Bosa long-term. They're able to maybe sign Chase Young long-term. They're able to sign Javon Hargrave to a big-money free agent deal. They're able to extend Debo because they have a quarterback on a rookie contract. And it's not just a rookie contract. It's a fifth-round rookie contract, so it's even cheaper. I think the next nine games is about Sam proving whether or not all these new resources and assets should be spent on him. Because like I said, we could follow the 49ers metric of having a game manager at quarterback and then surrounding him with star-studded talent. That's very possible. Or, Or you can pony up your assets to go up and get potentially a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix, you name it, projected six or seven quarterbacks expected to be in the first round of April's draft. So it's all about picking your poison. That's why I think the next nine games are so important for Sam. He's got to prove it one way or another. Is he the guy or is he not? Let's go to Ed in D.C. What's going on, Ed? Hey, Manel. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? All right. Um, I agree with Jason Lockenfora. Um, I believe he can develop into a top half of the league passer. But to answer your question, 
I believe that he has to play well enough to let Rivera and but the enemy keep their jobs and continue here. Mm, because otherwise, I point. think any, I think I think anybody, I think anybody who comes in is going to want to do their own thing. They're going to get their coach. They're going to get the, the general manager coach, and then that coach is going to get his quarterback. And I appreciate the call as always, my man. I think Ed makes a couple of really good points there. That's why I said it earlier. I think Ron's job security is tied to the success of Sam Howe. Because even if you're not a fan of Ron Rivera, even if you don't like the draft picks over the past four years and you don't like the free agent signings and all of that, I hear you 110%. You're, you're entitled to feel that way. But if Sam turns out to be the long-term answer at quarterback, y'all can't sit up here and seriously say that he doesn't deserve credit for it. It's ludicrous. That's ridiculous to sit up there and say that. So that's why I continue to think his job security is tied to the hip of Sam's success. Because even for Sam's sake, if you're the new regime coming in and you do believe in Sam, why would you uproot the current situation that he's in? Meaning, why would you blow out Eric Bieniemy? Why would you blow out the rest of the offensive coaching staff? You want to keep things as consistent as possible for him to continue to help facilitate that growth. So to me, if Sam proves he's the guy over the next nine weeks, I think it's a guarantee that B enemy comes back. Because why would you want to uproot that if you're the new regime and you believe in how? But as I said at the top of the show, it'll be our buzz phrase for the next nine weeks. The future of the Washington Commanders and the future of Sam Howe is the most multi-layered situation in all of football. It's just how it is at this point. Dylan is in Rockville. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I got two things I want to start. Um, I'm going to start with consistency. I know everybody's trying to say he hasn't had back-to-back good games. He hasn't. That's fine. But if you compare him to Bryce Young, number one overall pick, He's played way better than the number one pick, and then you guys are putting Dylan. the pressure on him like he's the number one overall pick. Dylan, Dylan. And they're the, they're the same age. Dylan, can I ask you this? Yeah, what's up? If Bryce Young was here, you don't think he'd perform better than what Sam House performed? Look at what Bryce Young look, look at what Bryce Young has to work with in Carolina. You think, I, I you, don't you, think because... our, you think our offensive line is bad? He's got Adam Thielen as his number one wide receiver, Dylan. Are you kidding? Adam Thielen's having a nice resurgence. Yeah, I mean, you here. can't say get, that he's get not. Get out of here, dude. Come but on. then let me let me get to that. The the second part would be we got to give him time. We know this offensive line is bad. I'm going to just throw out a name, not comparing him to Aaron Rodgers or anything. But <laughs> year four, okay. Aaron Rodgers came in, took the most sacks that season because he held the ball all the time. And that is Sam's problem. He holds the ball a long time. He wants to make the play. We get that. But you know what the Packers did over the next two, three years? They got more offensive linemen. Third year with uh, Aaron Rodgers, they had all offensive linemen under age 26. And if you want to look up, I get it's that, a good Dylan, And I line. get that's the plan, and that should be what teams do when you have a young quarterback. But I'll continue to say it, and you know it. This situation is much different than that situation in Green Bay. Because of the ownership change that happened this summer, because of the fact that you're probably going to bring in a new front office. He's got to prove to them that he's worthy of spending those resources on him. You know what I'm saying? And I think 
the fact that he hasn't put together back-to-back good performances is, is alarming to me. To the, to the point of if we have a new regime, I don't think it's going to be a total new regime. I think we're going to move on to EB. And I think EB likes the kid. And I do too, or else he wouldn't have came here. Dylan, we're up against it, though. I appreciate the call, my man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor List of Lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Let's go to Emilio and Sterling, who's been waiting for a long time. What's going on, bro? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So, basically, when I want to speak on, like, the expectations you guys have for Sam Howell. And, like, basically, I just think it's a little bit unrealistic to, like, say that, like, he and Brock Purdy are in comparable situations because if you look at, like, the entire offense around the 49ers. I never like, said that. The, what would you say? But I never said I don't anyone comparing the two situations like they're they're literally the opposite. Okay, I, I I was under the impression you guys were comparing them. Sorry about that, but basically, I think in order for him to really solidify himself as the guy and be the guy, he needs to play like he wants to be the guy, and and I need to just that's what I need to see from him. He doesn't necessarily need to win games. I need to like there's like a special kind of like fire when it comes to like. Like you know, the guy. You know what I mean? Like, so like it's an, intang- Burrow, it's an intangible it? thing for you. Sorry. It's not something that can be measured statistically. Yeah. So like Joe Burrow, even in his first season, like it was it was not the best season, but like I feel like Cincy fans knew that he would be the guy. But buddy, you y'all like, can't y'all can't compare this situation to that. That was Zach Taylor's first year on the job. He had it was known that he was going to have time to develop. Sam. We could be completely hitting the reset button after this season. That that's my whole thing. Appreciate the call, Emilio, as always. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Michael Phillips set to join the program. He covers the Commanders for the Washington Times. We'll get his thoughts on the past twenty four hours for the Burgundy and Gold, and we'll get him to answer the question we've been asking you all all night long. What does Sam Howell have to do over the final nine games of the regular season? to prove himself worthy of getting the opportunity of being Washington's franchise quarterback. We'll ask Michael Phillips all that more next here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we dish things over the JR Sport Brief show. Want to give a quick hoops update real quick. Shame on me for just completely omitting the Wizards here tonight. Uh, they're in regular season game number four tonight. Uh, they're on the road taking on the Atlanta Hawks. 340 left to go in the opening half. And Washington's only given up 46 points to Atlanta. Very different from what we saw the other night when they hosted Boston. The Celtics going Kanye crazy in that first quarter, scoring 40-plus points. Uh, so glad to see Washington playing a little bit of defense. We'll keep you updated on that as the show rolls on tonight. Right now, we'll go out to our BetQL guest hotline. It's where we find the Philly specialist, what I'm calling you, Michael Phillips. That's just on-the-spot nickname. He's writing in the Times now. You can hear him on 910 The Fan AM in Richmond with MP on the mic. Michael Phillips, superstar, how are you, my friend? Philly, Philly, Philly. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I can work with that. <laughs> That's good. i tell you what. The Wizards, I mean, nothing to talk about there. The Capitals, <laughs> I feel for my guy Baxter. Nothing to talk about there. Yeah. The Nats, the less said, the better. The only one, for, <laughs> only one, only one pro team we're talking about in this town. Let's do it. That's the Washington Commanders. It is ironic, Philly, that you brought that up. I don't remember. You've been around the market a lot longer than I have. When's the last time you can remember all four of the major pro, uh, pro sports teams being in a rebuild at the same time? I'll say this, though. It was probably like – Remember when Ovechkin hadn't won yet, and everybody's like, "Ah, it's never going to happen with right. these guys." Um, and you know, time. the wall, the wall thing was cresting. Now, none of those teams were as bad as they are now. They were all just like make the playoffs and lose. So that that's a little bit yeah. different. I'll acknowledge that. <laughs> um, but everybody's kind of discontented. Uh, there, there's a similar amount of discontentment. Let's get your reaction to the big news yesterday: Washington wasting no time getting active at the NFL's trade deadline. They now have five picks in the first three rounds, three in the top 50 after unloading Montez Sweat to Chicago and Chase Young to the 49ers, although the the latter deal hasn't been completed yet. Just give me your overall thoughts on the move, and what do you think is next uh, for the Burgundy and Gold? I hit you with a little breaking here. It is Uh done. Chase Young has arrived in San Francisco. He has passed his physical down there in Santa Clara, Uh, so no no need to worry about the what-ifs. The trade is done. Chase Young is a member of the San Francisco 49ers, so I, I think Look good news for everybody. News on the late night. A little, a little late night breaking <laughs> for you, Linnell. Uh, you know, I, I, I come to play. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like, I'm glad it happened because mm-hmm. I like both trades. I really do. I get five draft picks now in the first three rounds. Yes. Um, reloading the chance for whoever Josh Harris hires to make these picks. Um, and, and this isn't personal towards Ron Rivera. He's going to hire a general manager. He's going to hire a personnel guy uh, to make these selections. Whoever it is, that's a more attractive job now. When you yes. have five picks in the first three rounds, you can go scouting, you can go to the senior bowl, and you can know you're going to get a lot of the guys you like. 
You can use those picks to move up. You can use those picks to move down. Uh, you can do whatever you ne- you think you need to do to help this team. Uh, I-, I know that's not like the best radio topic. Like, <laughs> man, what's the new GM going to do? Who's the new GM going to be? Because I never heard of any of these guys either. Right? You know, that, that that's fine. Uh, right. You know, if we want to talk coach, like that's exciting. The new GM, I never heard of any of these guys. But it's important, and it's important to Josh Harris and, and to give that guy two more draft picks a really good pick that the Chicago Bears have, start of the second round, start of Friday's round, uh, and then that pick at the end of the third round. Uh, nothing but good things for me to say here. Uh, first of all, you were out in Ashburn this afternoon for Ron's pressers. The first time we heard from him since the deal went down. I want to first of all give you your kudos for being the only person to ask a New England Patriots-related question uh, in the <laughs> press this afternoon. He definitely uh, caught me with that, but... I want to talk about his his tone and tenor at the mic this afternoon, MP. It felt like, and I know he's not, what else is he supposed to do, right? But he, it sounded like a coach that didn't seem like it was a foregone conclusion that he wouldn't be a part of these three picks in the top 50 next year. I know it's a long way to go between now and January. Is there anything in your mind that Ron Rivera can do to come back next year and at least get year five as the head coach, whether they strip him of his personnel duties is another thing. But do you think that is at least possible? Yeah, certainly, certainly. I completely agree with you. He won't be the personnel guy next year. I think everybody <laughs> sees that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, there's a path to him coming back, whether it's his coach or a senior executive or whatever. And I've always said the one thing you have to watch for, if they do really well this year, I think that means Eric Bieniemy gets to be the coach, right? You can't let him leave the building. So if they do poorly, Ron Rivera gets fired because they did poorly. If they do well, Ron Rivera gets fired because Eric Bieniemy has to be the coach. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Um, I, I go back to what he told John Kine, ESPN.com. Um, at the start of the season, it was, hey, you know, if this is my legacy, that I built this thing, oh, then send, send me a ring and I'm good. Um, He's known. He's known for a long time, and he knows what he's up against. Um, and I, I think that was the undertone of today's comments, right? Like, the season's not over. We're going to fight to make the playoffs this year. It, it, it's important for us to, to give it our all to make the playoffs this year because that's part of it, right? If they right. make the playoffs this year, it's harder to blow it up, and it's harder to say he had nothing to do with it. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think he understands the scoreboard. I think he understands what's going on here. Um, and, and he collaborated with Josh Harris. He collaborated with the analytics team on this. Uh, he would have rather kept Montez Sweat. He likes Montez Sweat. Um, but in the end, it was the right call for the franchise. Michael, one thing that I want to touch on, and I know fans, passionate people as they are, always up in arms after deals like this happen. The one thing I'll continue to highlight in terms of the final nine games of the season and the impact that, that this trade has on the day-to-day stuff Montez Sweat and Chase Young, and this is no disrespect to them. They have boatloads of potential. I don't think at all this season that they're (laughs) impacting winning and losing. So in terms of what the outlook is moving forward and what the mindset should be moving forward, there is a bunch of hungry guys in that locker room. You've been around the league for a long time, Mike. Trades like these normally send a little bit of a wake-up call to other guys. And I know those were two big personalities in the locker room, but – just looking at the schedule and where they're at right now in the playoff picture, if the defense, Mike, just can just get to a respectable league average, I mean, the final nine games, I mean, there's a lot of toss-ups in there, man. Oh, no question. And, 
here's here's the thing that's a shame, right? This is this is a defense that will never know what it could have been with different coaching, right? Because right. with Jack Del Rio, it's clearly not working. It's clearly not working having those four first-round picks on the defensive line. And, and so you have to break it up. You say, hey, these guys are 31st in the league in points allowed. Yeah. You can do that without Chase Young. You can do that without Montez. You actually don't need to pay a lot of money to be 31st in the league. That's, <laughs> that's not something you have to spend on achieving. Um, but the, the great shame of it all is what could it have been with better coaching? What could it have been with somebody who brought the best out of Chase Young? And I'm one of those guys. I heard Santana Moss say this on the fan a couple months ago. I think it really rings true. It's hard to play in your hometown. It's hard to be a hometown guy. Uh, Chase Young was a hometown guy, and uh, more so than Jonathan Allen was. You know, he, he had more people in his circle, more people. Just look at what happened on Grand Danny the other day with his right. dad calling in. That doesn't happen to everybody. That doesn't happen to every superstar. And it happened to him. I think if he stays here, he probably never reaches his potential under any coach, honestly. You hate to say that, but I think that's true. He leaves. He might reach his potential. And in three years, we might say, ah, they traded him for a third-round pick. Ah, the the commanders are the worst. It's a tough situation to be in. 100%. 100%. We're joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Michael Phillips, who you can catch weekdays 10 to noon over on 910, the Fan AM in Richmond with MP on the mic. You can also catch his work right now in the Washington Times. Mike, you brought up something interesting uh, in your last answer about the scheme and not getting the most out of these guys. I don't want to keep dwelling on what happened yesterday, but... It just feels like the blood is on Ron Rivera's hands, so to speak, and here's why. I think it's ironic, and I expected it, that now that Chase is dealt, you're starting to hear things be leaked out about why they were wanting to move on. We had the comment about addition by subtraction. I understand it doesn't look good on Chase's behalf, and I went off on him yesterday, MP. I thought for him to put on tape what he put on tape Sunday, 48 hours before the deadline, it just shows a lack of self-awareness. And it shows that I don't think he really cares much about his reputation across the league. That's here nor there. But in terms of them not being able to get the most out of Chase and allowing him to freelance and things like that, isn't that a a reflection on the coaching staff? Even down to how he lines up on a down-in, a down-out basis, MP, what elite edge rusher do you see line up in the unathletic two-point stance that Chase Young lines up in every week? They allow things like that, man. Yeah, and right, so... It's Jack Del Rio's unit, but also it's Ron Rivera's team. You can point the finger wherever you, you, you want to point the finger. They didn't get the most out of him. And, and whether you know that, that was Chase's fault or Jack's fault or Ron's fault or the position coach's fault, um, it, it almost doesn't matter at this point yeah. because they didn't, they didn't get the most out of him. I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, I, I go around all day on this with, uh, with Watts, my, my, you know, my, my colleague on 9th mm-hmm. the Fan in Richmond. He hosts after he's I you gotta fire Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio is the word. He says it louder than me, of course, but but you know I, <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. And and I say, well, no, that you know the buck stops with Ron. That you know Ron's the one who hires Jack Del Rio. He's the one who stuck with him for four years. And then anyway, well, you gotta fire both of them. Like, All right, sure. But the, the bottom line is, they didn't get maximum production out of their draft picks, and that's not a Chase Young commentary. That's a Jamin Davis commentary. That's an Emmanuel Forbes commentary. We can go down the line. Yeah. Ron Rivera is not just the coach. He's the GM here, too. He has personnel duties as well. It, it, it has not worked out. 
that his draft picks have panned out. I think Ron Rivera was put in an impossible situation. Um, his players are still playing hard for him. Uh, I think you have to totally respect that. Um, I, you mentioned I asked about the Patriots game today. Mm-hmm. I think they could win the Patriots game this week. I think they could beat the Giants when the Giants come back. I think this is a team that could make the playoffs still. That doesn't change the bottom line right. that Ron Rivera was given a lot of power here. And ultimately, at the end of the day, he had four years. <clears throat> He just wasn't able to turn it into what he needed to turn into. And we can point to a million things. The dude had cancer. There was COVID. He had a draft pick and a quarterback he was saddled with with the previous owner. There are a million excuses. They're actually really great excuses. (laughs) But but it's been four years. It's time for fresh blood. Yeah, I I feel that 110%. And I wanted to get your, your overall thoughts on this. I kind of already alluded to it. I just go back to he's too much of a player's coach and it's hard to be a player's coach because when things go sour it's hard for you to just all of a sudden be the bad guy right like that's just not who you've been for the past six seven eight weeks I even look at a situation like Landon Collins telling them where he is and isn't gonna play it just felt like I don't know man you never heard any major disciplinary things coming out but if you're gonna leak out that Chase Young was freelancing and all that. You didn't bench him. So what does that say about you as a coaching staff? Like, where is your ability to hold guys accountable? I don't think he's shown that at all. Yeah, I think the ultimate book on Ron Rivera will be he was the final Dan Snyder coach. He might have been the second best of the Dan Snyder coaches. And I don't (laughs) say that flippantly. Joe Gibbs was the best Dan Snyder coach. Nobody will dispute that. And obviously, if the Sean Taylor thing hadn't happened, if he hadn't had his family issues and returned back to Charlotte to NASCAR, I think that's a different story. You can make a case for Marty, but he wasn't here for very long. I, look, I think he's the second-best Dan wow. Snyder coach, and I think that's an indictment of the Dan Snyder decades as much as it is anything else. And, shoot, I am, I am glad you have listeners. I am glad I have listeners in Richmond because, man, anybody younger than us has no reason to tune into this team because <laughs> it's been that – it's been that way yeah. for so long now, two decades now, and I, I think that's that's part of what we're all coming up for air, right? We don't know that this Bill Belichick report tonight. Like that's the that's the Redskins, right? Mm-hmm. We're used to that. Like, oh, they need a coach. They'll get the splashiest name out there. Who's the splashiest name out there? Let's float him. I think there's a breath of fresh air coming. I, I think these guys know what they're doing. I'm I'm willing to believe, Linnell. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to believe. That, that maybe, just maybe, brighter days are ahead. But I, I don't think it'll be instant. I think everybody understands that. Michael, I'll let you go on this. It's the question of the night here on the fan. What does Sam Howell have to show you in the remaining nine games to prove that he is worthy of being the franchise quarterback moving forward? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the key phrase there. Nine games. That's actually as many games as he's played in his entire NFL career. <laughs> yeah. there, there's so much football left. Um he looked great against Philly last week. Eric Bieniemy looked really good with that game plan. Quick distribution. He learned a lot from the previous Philly game. He learned a lot from the Giants game. No, man, I am scared about Sunday. Uh-oh. Bill Belichick yeah. eats young quarterbacks alive. That's what he does. That's, that's his business. Um, I think it could be rough, but I, I think they're committed to Sam Howell for these nine games. I'm really excited to watch him develop, to learn, to grow. And I think this could be an up and down situation where it's not a it's not a straight line up, but there are ups, there are downs, there are ups. I really like his ability to learn. I really like his ability to not make the same mistake twice. 
I think he's got more mistakes to make, though. Um, but yeah. I think he'll be on this roster next year, and, and I'm bullish. Um, as you can tell, I'm, I'm losing my voice. I've been yeah. talking on the radio too much this week. <laughs> um, that's all right. I'm going to make my show tomorrow. I'm a fighter now. Don't you worry about me. Um, but, but, no, I, I don't know. Um, you know, that, that's the ultimate thing, right? Yeah. You don't know if he's going to make it or not. I think that's as much a reason as anything to watch these last nine games. We're going to see if he's got it or not. And you can't fake it at this level. I think it's going to be exciting to see. You cannot fake it. It's the VP of bits, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Phillips, you can catch him weekdays 10 to noon on our sister station, 910 The Fan AM in Richmond. We'll check you out tomorrow morning, Philly. My man, I'll be ready. Don't you worry. And it's Michael Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Always love having him on. One of my favorite characters here in the market. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Michael P in RVA. And make sure you check out MP on the mic weekdays 10 to noon on 910 The Fan AM in Richmond. About 20 minutes from now, we'll continue the Washington Commanders discussion. We'll get a national perspective when Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus joins the show, top of the 9 o'clock hour. We'll ask him the same question. We'll continue to ask you all. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Nine games left to go in the regular season. What does Sam Howell have to show you to prove himself worthy of being this team's franchise quarterback? We'll take your calls next. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I mean, I just got done looking at a bunch of stuff from from you know from from the analytics of of, of football, and um, they're all pointing in the right direction. And this is why statistics are for gamers, which ain't bad. Love the analytics side of it. Analytics has never hit anybody in the face. It's never been punched in the gut. Sounds great, but you'll never convince me that it is the means to an end. It's cool, but in the end. Give me thug life over a brainiac when it comes down to controlling the line of scrimmage. I hear a lot of very intelligent people tell me how they get their ass kicked every week. <laughs> it's the DOC, Rick Tuck Walker, and the head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera. Shout out Metal Chris, man. That's a hell of a montage you put together coming back from break. I mean, Doc Walker is the gift that keeps on giving. I can say the same about Titanic, though, man. There's plenty of good content. Uh, from those two. Want to continue to take your calls, man. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I want to give a big thank you to Michael Phillips of the Washington Times for hopping on with us in the last segment. If you missed any of that, uh, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app and use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Wow. I, mean, I can't get over what you just played. I mean, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. Now, I will say this, right? Because Doc, Doc is from the old school, obviously, so it didn't have analytics back in his day. Don't let <laughs> don't let his don't let his disdain for analytics confuse you. He is a very smart football mind. He is, and it's nobody else you'd rather have the perspective of of a guy who's actually laced him up and uh, actually played the game. Just ask Greg Young, right? That's the most important people 
in the game today is people who have actually played. But no, I I will say this about analytics, and the reason I wanted to play that is because I feel like analytics are going to have a big part to play in the decision-making over the next four months for the Washington Commanders. The question I've been asking you all all night, what does Sam Howell have to do moving forward to prove himself worthy of being the long-term answer at quarterback? Analytics are going to play a huge part in that discussion. And I want to kind of bring up something I, I tossed out earlier to you guys. This is a multi-layered situation in terms of Washington and what the next three months are going to look like. Because there are so many different scenarios that I could see playing out. There are nine games left in the season. Let's just say, let's just say Washington ends up qualifying for the postseason. And Sam Howe looks like he's got what it takes to be the guy moving forward. In that scenario, it isn't a foregone conclusion that Ron Rivera gets canned as the head coach. Now, Michael Phillips said this when he was on with us. I don't think there's anything Ron can do to regain control of personnel decisions. I, I just don't. The track record's too bad. I'm glad that the Marty Party and company are about to be out of power in terms of that. But as a head coach and a leader of men, if they end up qualifying for the playoffs under these circumstances and Sam Howell plays well and you made the big move decision to give the keys to the franchise to a fifth rounder, you made the big kahuna decision to bring in Eric Bieniemy and give him the title of assistant head coach and let him basically come into your house and put his feet up on the couch and get comfortable. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it takes a lot of pride and, and it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to bring in somebody from the outside into your operation and to go outside of your comfort zone. So if Sam plays well and Washington makes the playoffs, I think they may bring Ron back as the head coach. They might not extend him. They may, he may be in a lame duck season. But I think you got to keep the staff together because Eric Bieniemy is directly responsible, to me at least, for Sam Howell's success and failures. But as we sit here, nine weeks left to go in the season, the question remains the same. What does he have to do the rest of the way to prove himself worthy of being the guy? There's another scenario I can run by you guys. Sam Howell could play great down the stretch, and show clear signs of growth, yet Washington misses the playoffs. They fire Ron Rivera. They bring in a new regime, and that new regime, no matter how well Sam actually played, that new regime can go, you know what? Yeah, sorry. Nah, bro. I want the opportunity to pick my own quarterback. That happens so often in the National Football League, so let's not act like that's not a possibility. So for all of the fan base that is already surgically attached to Sam Howell, Pipe down. Slow your roll a little bit. There's a lot of football to go. And I think Sunday, Sunday is such a huge test for not only Eric Bieniemy, but Sam Howell as well, man. He is yet to string together back-to-back -to -back good performances. And if you do it against Philly, and then you follow it up against the rookie quarterback slayer in Bill Belichick, who was 22-6 and six in his last, 28 games against first-year quarterbacks. Hey, man. 
You 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 perform well against that group. Now you cook it with gas. But I kind of already said it with Michael Phillips. I, I just don't I don't see it happening. I think they're going to struggle Sunday. I think it's going to be a lot of up and down the rest of the nine weeks. Consistency is what I think would best serve Sam Howe. But at the end of the day, I, I don't know ultimately what it's going to take for him to be the starting quarterback. It's up to the next regime. Because he could play flawless football down the stretch, and the new regime can still say nah. But you're in a good position if that happens, because guess what? Now you have a tradable asset at quarterback. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Coming up, top of the 9 o'clock hour, Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus, is set to join the program. We'll get his thoughts on the NFL trade deadline and what went down yesterday. Also, go ask him the question we've been asking you all. Is Sam Howe the guy moving forward, and what does he have to do to prove himself to be the guy moving forward? James is in Richmond. Hello, James. James. Oh, yeah. You forgot oh, I'm sorry. You How you doing, the radio? What's going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm at work. I apologize. How you good, man? I just want to say, um, uh, he just got to win. I mean, for me, I mean, it, it don't, the stats don't even matter. If you don't win, it don't mean anything. Not I mean, you look at Justin Herbert. You look at Justin Herbert. I mean, he might be going on his third coach. I mean, he a franchise quarterback because he do it on a consistent basis. We need the same thing for saying Howell, but if you don't win, it don't mean anything. Uh, that's all I got to say. No, I appreciate you, James, as always, man. Look, I, I hear that. I hear that. And that's kind of what I was asking earlier. Is it a, is it an intangible? Is it a tangible thing that he needs to show, or is it just about wins and losses? Is it to me it's consistency. I'll continue to say it. If he plays consistently the rest of the way, and we get performances similar to what we had against Philadelphia, then then I think he's definitely worthy of being the guy, but I don't know, man. I'll continue to I'll continue to say it, man. It, we could play hypothetical and ask this question, but at the end of the day, it's up to the next regime and what they think Sam Howell needs to do. And ultimately, that may be nothing. There may be nothing Sam Howell could do because guess what? All the draft capital that you now have, those five picks within the top 50, Excuse me, those five picks within the first three rounds and those three in the top 50. That's enough capital to go up and get a Caleb Williams or, or a Drake May or, or a Michael Penix. So it, it's going to be to be a lot of analytics being brushed over uh, the next nine weeks. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-636-1067. Nick is in Hyattsville. What's going on, Nick? Hey, Leno. What's going on, man? Going Big on, fan. Yes, sir. Um, you know, uh, I'll be honest. I, I I hear you know the the analytics talk, and I just going off the eye test first. I mm-hmm. think the goods like he makes some damn throws. He will make some throws. Um, the obvious bad thing with the eye test, the sacks. You know he doesn't look at his checkdowns. Obviously Sunday was a little better, but even looking at the analytics, right? Like you know if we're if we're looking at completion percentage over expected, he's eighth in the league. If we're looking at PFFs. Um, accuracy component. He's coincidentally eighth in the league, and looking at the the disadvantages on the on on the analytics side, looking at the sacks, 
he's 22nd in the league in expected points at, right? Mm -hmm. If he takes one less sack and scrambles one more time, his EPA goes from 22nd to 15th in the league. And for comparison, Jalen Hurts, 2021 season, he was ranked 17th. So obviously the main issue is stop taking these these sacks, especially the stupid ones where where you got time. But Nick, let me let me ask you this: Nick, down the field. What, what has yeah. he shown you through through eight weeks that he's going to figure that out? Because I take the Philadelphia games out of the equation because you you watched the game on Sunday. For whatever reason, they were content with sending four and dropping seven back in coverage, and we know that's not how you beat Washington. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing for Sam is stubbornness. I think he's yeah. looking down the field. And to be honest, looking at the film, I, I, I think there are some things that EB could do that he did do on Sunday to get guys open quicker to help him. But he also looked at the checkdowns a lot on Sunday. And I think for me, that was a big component in his development, where it's literally like either you're running or just, look at your checkdowns or throw it away. And he did all of those things on Sunday. Obviously, like you said, you literally mentioned that the biggest thing is consistency. Let's see you do that two, three, four weeks in a row. And and I think that'll be it. We'll take another pause. When we come back, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. We have the national spin on what happened yesterday with the Burgundy and Goal. It's next day on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.